Today we're reading Acts chapter 4. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them, greatly disturbed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in custody until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. The next day the rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem, along with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and many others from the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought in and began to question them, By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, If we are being examined today about a kind service to a man who was lame to determine how he was healed, then let this be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. This Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation exists and no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they marveled and took note that these men had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing there with them, they had nothing to say in response. So they ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What shall we do with these men, they asked. It is clear to everyone living in Jerusalem that a remarkable miracle has occurred through them, and we cannot deny it. But to keep this message from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or to teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to listen to you rather than God, for we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not find a way to punish them, because all the people were glorifying God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. On their release, Peter and John returned to their own people and reported everything that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When the believers heard this, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. In fact, This is the very city where Herod and Pontius Pilate conspired with the Gentiles and the people of Israel against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They carried out what your hand and will had decided beforehand would happen. And now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with complete boldness as you stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they had prayed... Their meeting place was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The multitude of believers was one in heart and soul. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they owned. With great power, 
The apostles continued to give their testimony about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. There were no needy ones among them, because those who owned lands or houses would sell their property, bring the proceeds from the sales, and lay them at the apostles' feet for distribution to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, meaning son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. And this is God's word. This chapter continues the story that we started yesterday. Remember that Peter and John were going to the temple to pray. And by the power of Christ, Peter healed a man who had been unable to walk for his entire life. Peter then used the attention from this man's healing to call people to repentance and faith in Jesus. That was Acts chapter 3. Now here in Acts chapter 4, we read about the fallout from that healing. The religious leaders who engineered the Roman execution of Jesus were very unhappy to see his power on display through the disciples and to hear the message about Jesus going out through them. And we saw that in verses 1 and 2. So those religious leaders jailed Peter and John, according to verse 3, but the gospel did its work. As verse 4 says, but many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. Unable to deny the miracle that had happened, according to verses 5 and following, the religious leaders of Jerusalem commanded them to stop evangelizing, according to verses 17 and 18. Verses 19 through 20 describe how Peter and John refused to obey the command to stop teaching about Jesus. Verse 33 says, With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all, which shows that they did not stop spreading the gospel message. But what if they had stopped spreading the gospel message? What if they allowed the threats and intimidation to keep them quiet about the gospel? Well, first, the advance of the gospel would have been much different. Jesus had said that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church, so he would have chosen others to spread the gospel, even if the disciples had been disobedient. We can see that somewhat in his choice of the Apostle Paul to take the gospel to the Gentiles. Second, and more importantly, I think, the unity, the selflessness, and the joy of the early church that's described in verses 31 through 37 would have been dissipated. When the church focuses on itself, conflicts and strife inevitably come in. Satan wants to disrupt God's work and get us off mission by stirring up conflict and strife. When we're reaching outside of ourselves, however, there's a lot less time and energy available for internal factions, arguments, and strife. Outreach and evangelism aren't going to ward off problems because problems are inevitable in a fallen world. But spreading the gospel keeps us focused on Jesus, his work, and our need for his power, which helps us keep our focus off of ourselves. So let's not forget that we are here to introduce Christ to the world and not let conflicts and internal problems keep us from doing the Lord's work. If you like these devotionals and you're not looking at this in your email, would you consider signing up by email? Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. Every morning you'll receive an email that gives you a link to audio, video, and the text version of these devotionals. So that will cue you to make sure you spend time in the Word that way each day. Also, would you consider supporting my work financially? I do all of this myself. I wrote all of these devotionals. I record them myself. I edit them myself. 
And this costs time and, of course, money. And so if you would consider financially supporting me, you can go to dailypbj.com support if you'd like to do that. Finally, would you consider sharing this video to someone who might grow from it? I hope you have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you next time.